going to talk about how to get my energy back. How to get our energy back. How to show up in life with the best energy. But first we're going to talk about two aspects of this. Is the English good? Is everything good? Perfect. We want to talk about the fact that we're the energy of other and we energy... Our sages tell us that there's two holidays that are going to be there forever. Hanukkah and Purim. These two concepts, we're not just obviously going to talk about holidays all day long, but we're going to talk about these two concepts. What about these two holidays that give us the concept of the world to come? Now when we're asking for Mashiach today, what does that practically mean? When we want to live Mashiach, what does that practically mean in our lives? Is we want to live with peace. We want to live with presence. If you look at this meditation, what did it do? It made you present. Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, the whole world will be filled with high consciousness. In a world of high consciousness, there's no hate, there's only love, peace, understanding, etc. There's no sinat hinam, there's no envy, there's just light, there's peace. Our sages tell us that these two holidays are both, we're go, both going to serve them in the world to come. Now what about these holidays? First I want to talk to you a little bit about Hanukkah, just so, so you understand before I get into my class. What does Hanukkah represent? Rav Nachman tells us that the whole concept of Hanukkah is that the more we thank God, the more we're aware of Him. The more we thank God, the more we are aware of Him. The more we are aware of Him, the more we thank Him, then the more we thank Him, the more we're aware of Him, and that's how you become grateful and abundant. Awareness and gratitude. Our sages tell us that the, the Korban Todah will always be there. In the world to come, the Thanksgiving offering will always be there. It's an incredible concept. What does that mean? Our sages are telling us something very deep. In order to bring the salvation to your current problem today, is gratitude. Gratitude gives you awareness of why you're going through something. Complaining keeps you in the problem. So if we already know Hanukkah, Todah, gratitude, the more we're grateful, the more we know, have we, have, we always, have we ever gone through a situation where you've complained so much it didn't work and you just said, you know what, I'm just going to be thankful and next thing you know the solution popped up? Gratitude is awareness. Gratitude is awareness. The more you thank God, the more He opens up your mind. Black and white. The more you thank God, the more He opens up your mind. The more you see God, the more you thank Him, etc., etc., etc. That's the difference between one person and another. There's a very big difference in life. It's one thing to be religious, it's one thing to be spiritual. Many people are religious, but they're very bitter. <laughs> Doesn't mean that's going to change your life. Religion itself will not change your life. But emuna and religion, yes. That's why you can see, right? A lot of religious people are miserable. It doesn't make sense. Religion and spirituality, you need both. So we already know this concept. Now what is Purim? What is the light of Purim of these 60 days that we get? Purim is the ability to recognize that things can go from the very worst to the very best in a blink of an eye. 
What that represents is that the more you know in life, the more you know nothing. So what does that mean, practically? That I can go into my situation instead of... Think about our situations today, why we're so miserable in the situations, of why we're suffering so much situations. Because we think we know everything. We think this is the way it should be. It's not that way. The light of Purim allows you to give you almost like a, a boost of, of energy to, to, to make you forget everything. When you do this, you open up your possibility for miracles. That's why the word laughter, which is chok, is the same numerical value as the or of the light of the infinite one. So that means anytime we laugh, maybe you've gone through a situation, laugh it off, just laugh it off. And next thing you know, your mind opens up. Laugh it off. It's because the more we go in the wrong direction of worry, negativity, depression, sadness, the more we get stuck in galut. The more we go in the complete opposite direction, the more we see salvation in our lives. This is why the Pasuk says, through joy you will go out. That means the most important thing in your life that's going to get you a salvation is not your attorney or your therapist. It's your attitude. Your attitude. Your attitude when you're being tested is the most important concept in business. Whenever I'm going through a situation, I say to myself, through joy I will go out. Obviously we're all human beings, but I'm going to teach you today how to get your energy back. Because when you have energy, you can be successful in business. You have energy, your marriage looks different. If you have energy, you're there for your kids. But when you have no energy, there's nothing you can do. So energy is something that is also from, from God. If we have no energy, we can't do anything. And a lot of times we're burnt out. We're burnt out. Our energy's gone. I want to teach you pretty much 10 things today. Believe it or not, I had a whole list of classes spilled. Next thing you know, I took a shower 10 minutes ago, an hour ago, and then this class came to me. Just to show you how much I know nothing. I kept on saying, what should I talk about? I don't know who's going to be here. So I said, you know what? Energy. Energy is priceless. And these things came out. What are the 10 things that are going to change your life and your energy? And remember, we all own businesses, some of us. You have employees that come. When they come with no energy, you don't care what the, you don't care what the resume looks like. Not for me. You go on a date. Well, I do this, I do this. No energy? I don't care how pretty she is. No energy, the 10 becomes a 4. There's no energy, there's no energy. End the story. Having money with no energy. What is it worth it? Can't do anything, you're burnt out. Can't do anything. So we have to get control back of our energy. I'm going to give you 10 things. The first thing, so we already know that both Hanukkah and Purim is connected to miracles, but these two things have both gratitude and humility. And the belief that things can change in a blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye, I, don't, I remember being here in COVID, it looked like Tisha B'Av in this room, or another place, and there you go, things can change so quick. But they'll only change for you, 
if you make room for a miracle. That means miracle come to the people who believe in them. They don't come for everybody. If the person is stuck in the past, if the person is negative, the light of miracles don't, can come. Because there's no space for that person. There's no space for that. First thing. First thing you need to work on is, is, your, is, is, is not taking things personal. The first thing that's draining our energy is when we make other people's business our business. So think about, we meet sometimes many people, we say, that person is burning me out. I can't deal with this person. I'm burnt out. Or that person insulted me. And I realize, listen, if I have to have a podcast, if I have to run a business, I have to have four four kids, I need energy. So I started managing my energy. I said, I have a certain amount of energy in my life, and if I give it away to stupidity, I will not have energy. So you, when you start getting into higher consciousness, you start valuing your energy very quickly. That means when somebody insults you, when somebody says something to you, when something, something, something to you, you're very careful to recognize that's that person's problem, not my problem. You understand? I always gave this, this analogy. And this is the story of life. What happens, let's say one day, you're going to wake up, and somebody, your wife's on the wrong side of the bed. And next thing you know, what she's going to do, she's going to blame you for something. And then what are you going to do? You're going to blame your secretary. Right? And your secretary is going to blame her husband. And her husband's going to blame... It's usually what's happening in the world is we are all taking our garbage and dumping it on other people. That's the way it works. If people don't have positive energy, what they do is they have negative energy. And all they do is they find the person to dump it on. So the first thing you need to do is you need to take control on how you deal with other people. The way somebody treats you is the way they feel about themselves. Not, it has nothing to do with you. So you see today, way too many people are saying, that person insulted me, that person harmed me, that person got me angry, that person got me this. At the end of the day, it's almost impossible. Because if you don't have it inside of you, nobody can trigger you. So that's the first thing you need to ask yourself. How much of your energy are you giving away towards people? How much are energy people are taking away your energy? And find a way to stop making everything about you. Because remember, when we're in a good state, we treat other people well. But when we're in a, not in a good state, we don't treat people well. And it does nothing to do with the person. It has to do with us. So remember that. Think about that area how to get control of your relationships. The way to take control of your relationships is by creating space and not making everything about you. Very, very important. Because otherwise, all you're doing is living in an Uber and a passenger. If the person's happy, you're happy. If the person's sad, you're sad. You have no life anyway. And your energy's gone. So that's the first thing you need to work on. The second thing you need to work on is the importance to be able to be positive in any situation. Our sages tell us, very simple, through, when we have faith, faith is the source of all blessings. That means we're all in certain situations in our life that if you develop a hopelessness mindset, you can't even see the future. The only way that I can practically see and feel better right now than when I'm not in the current circumstances that I'm in is through faith. Faith gives you energy. 
There's a study that shows that people who have faith, the people who will look forward to the next day, wake up with more energy than people who have no hope for tomorrow. Your ability to wake up tomorrow with energy is not your mattress, it's not your sleep, it's not your CBD medication, it's your anticipation of tomorrow. How hopeful are you of tomorrow? That's what's going to give you energy. Your quality of sleep is how hopeful are you of tomorrow. You can sleep for 12 hours in the siesta, whatever you want to call it, you will wake up exhausted because you have nothing to look forward to because you have a negative attitude. Think about that concept. Think about trying to be positive even if you don't understand. Remember, faith is believing first, understanding second. Not, I have to see it to believe it. When I believe it, I'll see it. So the second thing is your ability to be positive and have faith will drastically change your energetic level. Will drastically change your energetic level. And that's by not being too smart. Just like on Purim, on Purim we have to drink so much that we don't know the difference between Mordechai and Esther. Mordechai and Haman. Why? It's because what does drinking do to you? It makes you loosen up. It makes you loosen up. What does music do to you? It loosens you up. You believe in things. You're open. Before you drink, you're insecure, you're nervous, you drink. Hey! Como esta, Why? Because you loosened up. What does alcohol do? It kills your ego. It kills your insecurities. So why do you think everybody loves it? Tequila made it to Miami, believe it. But this is the situation why, why do we drink? We drink because we need to loosen up. Why are we so, why are we so tough in the first place? Because we're thinking about ourselves too much or we're too stuck on the problem. Second one is faith. The third thing, the third thing is your expectations. Your expectations, this is a big problem. The curse that Chava got was that she would have etzed. She would have a, a, a very, very difficult time raising kids in, in birth. Ma- males, the man the curse became difficulty in business. So our sages are telling us very simple. The effort is up to you. The results are up to heaven. So sometimes we put work in and things are not working out. What happens? We get angry, we get upset. We have an expectation. We separate the process from the prize. Your expectations need to become appreciations. Your expectations need to flip to appreciation. The more expectations you have, usually if you, I, I usually teach, teach coaching classes for dating, girls have Guys, three expectations. Attractive, nice, and kind. Girls, 40 expectations. This, 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 this. You're lucky if he has hair at the end of the day. (laughs) So your expectations are killing you. They're killing you. And it's only your expectations. It's not reality. So sometimes you have to turn your expectations into appreciation. I guarantee you something. Let me give you a guaranteed segula. Your spouse will change. Your spouse will change. They will not be the same spouse you married. People change. So if you had a certain expectation, and then the change came, what are you going to do? Have resentment. We need to be able to have 
turn our expectations into appreciation. So many people today, I expected to be married at 32. I expected to have 20 million at, at 40. I expected this. And what happens if the number doesn't come with the expectation? They get angry, they get depressed, and they dump God. We have to turn the expectation to appreciation. In life, we get more things in life when we're in better states. States change conditions. Not conditions change states. Does everybody understand that? That means when you're in a better state, when you're happier with what you have, better things come to you. But when you're miserable and you expect something, something to happen for you to get happy, that will never come. Because in life, wanting blocks receiving. For example, the more you want something, when it's coming, if your wants are coming from sadness, you're not going to get it. Wanting wants receiving. Just like somebody who, who, who wants you to like them. But you know it's coming from an insecure place. It will never happen. Wanting blocks receiving. What we need to do is we need to, the, the law, the Torah's law of attraction is you have to already faith it till you make it. That means you already have to be in the position like you, it's already in the back. That's the Torah's way. You have to get to a point where you're already there. And this way, when you get it, you're already aligning with that. Faith it till you make it. Not faith it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. So the, th- the, the, the third thing is, try to manage your expectations. Your expect- I can't tell you how many people, they said a certain thing, their expectations have destroyed their whole life. Who said that should be your expectations? I expected to come here in a two hour, two and a half hour flight. It ended up becoming a five and a half hour flight. Because the volcano bro- broke out in the middle of Mexico. Life is, that's not up to me. There's a volcano in Mexico in the middle of the airport. I can't go, okay, this is what God wants me. He wants me right now on this plane for five hours. That's it. Otherwise, I would be in Mexico for two and a half hours. That's it. Oh, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. No, that's it. This is where you're supposed to be. Thank you, Hashem, for being stuck for five hours. No problem. Don't live your life. This is not working out. And this is why what's going to happen is when you appreciate things, things come to you more. When you depreciate things, when you're not happy for things, all you see is more things you're going to lose. And that's taking away your energy. Turn the appreciation to expectation. Number four, stop controlling things. Control is the, is the worst thing you could do. How many times we're trying to control our spouses? How many times I'm controlling, I'm controlling. What does control mean today? Worry. Worry is a control. Worry is control. Let go. Let go. You see how you just breathe and you let go? Worry is a form of control. So you have to stop being in control. Again, we make the effort. The rest is up to God. You know who screwed this up? Chava. Chava came into the world and she wanted to control. What did she say? I want to be just like God. So what happened? She caused a disaster to the world. She brought disorder. Why? Because she said the word, I want to control. I want to control. So what happened? Because she wanted to control, life became disorder. So Reb Nachman tells us, 
that anytime you have control in your life, the only thing that's going to happen is things are going to go in the complete opposite direction in your life. The more control, the more angrier you will be. The more control, the more miserable and, and exhausted you're going to be. What we need to do is we need to give up control and let go and let God. So control is a, an energy drainer. The opposite of control is letting go. Letting go. Letting go. Letting go means vital. For example, I just told you that when you laugh, you can connect to God. Laughter connects you to godliness. How? Laughter is a letting go. When I laugh about something, I let it go. My shalabai looks like Gaza. <laughs> let it go. Why be, do you understand? What? Let it go. Just let it go. Laugh about it. I can't believe I made that stupid joke. I, I, I can't believe I made that stupid deal today. Let it go. You're perfectly imperfect. Let it go. Just start letting go. Reb Nachman would constantly have laughter, do mila because nobody knows anything here. Do you understand? You're an illusion of control. It's an illusion. They're thinking, I know this, and this is going to happen, and I'm controlled. God, man plans and God laughs. So the, less, the more you give up control to God, the happier you will be, the more energetic you'll be, because there's another name of God, which is a shechina, it's called Ulai. And what's Ulai mean? Maybe. Maybe this is for the best. Maybe this five-hour volcanic disaster was... So I wouldn't, who knows, get kidnapped in an airport. Who the hell knows? What's the difference? Maybe. Start living with maybe. Maybe this relationship was not meant to work out. Maybe this was not meant. This is why, who did, who did said this? Mordechai said to Esther, maybe you are the one that's going to send, maybe you are the one that's going to be the salvation of the people. Why did he use the word maybe? Possibility. Possibility. Think about that concept. The fifth thing that's going to drain your life is fear. Rabbi Nachman says when you have fear, you will be drained of every single energy you have. You will have no energy. The opposite of fear is trust. So think about how much fear is draining you out. Fear not only disconnects you, it disconnects you from God, but it also attracts what you don't want in your life. Fear attracts what you don't want in your life. Fear is giving energy to what you don't want in your life. Trust. Trust. This is why the plus success. When your person trusts in God, he will be surrounded with mercy. Think about who's been in a relationship with a person who fears. Insecurity. What do they say? Where are you? Where have you been? Who are you talking to? Who are your business partner? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? It's, it's CSI Miami. CSI Miami. Let go. Let go. Fear saps your strength. So again, if we have, if we don't believe in God, if we could be religious and not believe in it, that's the problem. The problem is this, it's, it's pretty crazy. You can actually be in the synagogue, but you cannot inside to be a different person. That's why Rav Nachman says, first be happy, then be religious. What? What do you mean? 
It's because if you're not happy, whatever you're doing is not going to be connection. You're not going to connect to anything. You're just doing it out of fear of punishment. You don't, there's no love. You're lacking love. You're lacking, you're lacking the divine. You're lacking the Shekhinah in your life. So that's the fifth thing. The sixth thing is anger. Anger. What is anger? Losing control. Think about areas in your life where you've gotten angry, how much that drains your energy. And we all want more energy. Because remember, energy means flow. When I have energy, I have flow. I have flow in my life. I can do things. I can come up with ideas. Anger stops the flow. Because anger, that's why our sages tell us, anger, when, we have, when we're angry, we, we, don't, we make less, we, take, we put 100% of ourselves, and we, get, we take God out of the picture. And anger is a loss of control also. So these are things in your life that you have to ask yourself, how, how much energy do you have? There's a study that shows that when you're angry, it takes you four hours to recover. Four hours. Every time you're angry, four hours to recover. So you're not, your, you're not yourself until four hours. So it takes you four hours. Imagine being in the bed for four hours. Where are you? I can't, I'm just recovering from the anger. If you're recovering, you're not producing. We're all human beings. Again, we all, we all do this. But the whole point that Rav Nachman is telling us, and the light of Hasidus is telling us, is don't be upset that you did it. Our sages tell us, be embarrassed. Embarrassed when a person is embarrassed of his sins. He's embarrassed, his sins are cleansed. And then automatically confess and do a positive action. That's the only way you should deal with anything. Be embarrassed about it, confess it, and automatically do a positive thing. Right away do something positive. People today, they do, they do bad things. They, do a, they make a mistake, they punish themselves, and they go into worse conditions as before. Never do that. Never do that. You're here, you're not in this world to despair, you're here in this world to repair. So it's extremely important. We are all imperfect. We're going to make a thousand mistakes. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. Because what does embarrassment do? When you're embarrassed, the blood becomes from red to white. It's a form of like a death embarrassment. It's a busha. It's, it's, it's a healthy one. Where guilt and shame means I'm no good. Or guilty means I should be punished. Shame means I'm, not, I'm no good. Not I made a sin. I am no good. And you've seen, I can tell you how many people have left, have left Judaism because of punish themselves. They punish themselves when they made a mistake. And you should never do that. You should come back strong. Where do we know this from? Parsha this week. When the Jews, when the Jews served the golden calf, you know what they said? We are black, but we're beautiful. Because they found the good points in themselves, you know what they got? They got the Mishkan. How is that possible? You go from a golden calf to a mishkan in a blink of an eye. Because Rabbi Nachman says, when you judge yourself favorably, God judges you favorably. Isn't that an incredible concept? Anytime you see good in yourself, it's because you see godliness in yourself. Anytime you see bad in yourself, it's because you see your ego and your yetzahara. Good is godly. If I see good in that person, I see godliness in that person. If I see bad in that person, 
I'm seeing my own reflection of that person. Good is godly. Very simple. Good means godly. Keep it simple. Good, godly. So the Jews can be on such a bad level to serve the golden calf. They didn't get the press. What did they say? We're black, but we're beautiful. I'm blackened with sins, but I'm beautiful in your eyes. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. You come back with your ugly, ugliness, but you're still beautiful in God's eyes. So you come back stronger than before. You don't come back weaker than before. You come back stronger. And I cannot tell you how much Rav Nachman spoke about this. How much Rav Nachman spoke about the importance that everybody should treat themselves and should come back with, with, with constant kindness to themselves. Because the way you, when you criticize yourself, you know what's going to happen? You're going to criticize your wife. And you're going to criticize your partner. And you're going to criticize everybody. If you cannot get a grip on your own criticism, that's going to go, that criticism is going everywhere. Everywhere that criticism is going. It's a bad, bad chain. And now you're part of destroying the world instead of fixing the world. So this is why it's extremely important. You, we have to be the one. We have to be the one finding the good in ourselves. Number seven, insecurities, low self-esteem. It's extremely important that low self-esteem, when we're insecure, again, the whole purpose of you saying, Ashray and reading the, technically when we read a book, we read a Siddur, and we really say the words, we're supposed to be, wow, I, I feel so, so much energy. I just, God's going to bless me. A person who trusts in God, he will be saved. I should walk out of there like, let's go. So what happens is, when we don't have our heart in, in our prayers, what's going to happen? We, de- we develop insecurities. And what happens when you have insecurities in life? Then, all of a sudden, you take your insecurities and you blame other people's for it. You understand? When you're insecure, does people take responsibility for insecurity? You're making me feel insecure. It's your fault that you did this to me. It's this person's fault that he did this. Get rid of this toxic person in my life. Get rid of this person. The problem with insecurity is you cannot draw divine shefa when you're insecure because you're, you're not in a masculine role. You're, not in a, you're, you're supposed to be secure. That means when I have trust in myself, God blesses me because I make a vessel. Then God blesses me. So we have to be very careful, specifically with failure in our lives. Failure is not a person. Failure is an event. Failure is not a person. It's an event. Anytime you make failure a person, now you're becoming arrogant. Failure is an event, not a person. And many people make failure themselves. And what happens? They develop insecurities. Instead of going back and forth, they become now, they become codependent, and it becomes a disaster to every relationship. So that's our job, is to always remember we have a part of the divine inside of us, and we need to develop it. All of these things, if you fix one, you will have more energy. And if you don't, because imagine if I'm insecure then I'm always looking for compliments. I'm always looking for validation. What happens if I don't get it? 
Then I'm, that's it. My day's ruined. And I can't live like that. You can't live like that because you're not free. You're not free. The game of life is to be free. The game of life, God wants us to be free. Freedom is the most valuable thing in the world. I want you to be free. We say Kiddush. Freedom. Because God wants you not to be dependent upon a human being for your happiness. God does not want you to be dependent on a person. Because anytime you're dependent upon a person, you're, you're, that's it. you're not free. You're, you're, you're dependent upon them for your happiness. And that's an energy drainer. It's extremely important. So we have to work on our self-esteem. Self-esteem is so important. Very, very important because again, the way you value yourself is the way God sees you. And when you value yourself well, self-esteem does not mean confidence. Self-esteem means my worth. I know my worth. I know my worth and nobody can take away my worth. No matter what. And when you live like that, and most mental health issues today come because low self-esteem. I can tell you, I own rehab centers. Low self-esteem, people just destroy themselves. Purim allows you to get the energy of, of even in the past. Purim, the whole purpose of Purim is that you can go into the past or any situation and when you think it's hopeless, and that's the energy of a malik, to tell you it's hopeless, to tell you stop trying, there's no tomorrow, there's no tomorrow. We're here to break it. We're here to break this hopelessness. I don't need to be in therapy for 20 years anymore. I could stop telling my husband 10, time, 10 years ago about the same event over and over again. New energy. New energy already. Let go. Let go. Let go. Just let go. Stop. Go, you know, seems to be every Shalom Bite argument is like a trial. Do you remember on December 17th you said this? Let go. Just let go. It's the greatest thing you could do. The more I let go, the more I let God. Anyway, you don't know anything anyway, Rabbi Nachman's telling us. Rabbi Nachman's telling us we don't know anything. Because the more we know, the more we don't know. So even when you don't, when you know, you know nothing. So the whole point is, even the worst case scenarios that we think we're so bad, those could be the greatest blessings. This is why the word Purim is numerical value 336. It's three times God's name, Elohim, and three times God's name, Yerkevavke. That means it's all one. It's all one. Remember that concept. Rav Nachman says, number eight, that the, the most important thing in life, and the hardest thing, and the most valuable thing in life is to be happy, is to have joy. Told us many ways to try to get it. He says it's extremely important to stay away from sadness because sadness can lead you to sexual promiscuity. Sadness can lead you to lose your mind. Sadness can lead you to everything. And he says, if a person is going through a very big struggle in life, he should be broken hearted, but he shouldn't be depressed. Broken hearted, 100% well. You're a human being, you go through things in life, you can't be happy when a person gets divorced, you can't be happy when it goes through because you don't know what, ha what happened. You can't be happy when you have a capital T trauma, but you can be broken hearted. If a person is broken hearted, joy follows. 
Sadness is, gets you nothing but depression. Remember, the whole formula in life starts like this. First fear, then the more you fear something, the more you want to control it. And then the control, fear leads to, control leads to anger. The anger leads to, what comes after anger? Depression, depression, isolation, addiction. It starts from fear. From fear, it leads you to addiction, isolation. The opposite is true also. When you have trust, you go into growth. The more you grow, the more you give, etc. And remember guys, this is all an inside game. This has nothing to do with the outside world. The outside world is an illusion. This is an inside game. Every single test that you're going through is specifically designed for you. And why do you have to go through these tests? It's because if you didn't go through these tests, it would be like playing soccer with no goalie. You would have no purpose in this world. It would be the bread of shame. So yes, we have to have, we have, to have free choice. Yes, we have to have pain. Because without free will, there'd be no purpose of life. It would just be completely purposeless, and the world would be so bored that there would be, there's nothing to do. There would be nothing to do. Imagine Trump with no opposition. What would that world look like? If it's not for the opposition, it's making him. You understand? Without our Yetzirah, Yetzirah, that's what's making you. If you had no opposition, whatever you got rewarded, you would not appreciate it, and you would absolutely be no purpose. So every single time that we complain about pain, we need to rethink pain. We need to rethink struggle. We can't say it's always bad. Because in order for God to give you something greater, you need a bigger vessel. And the only way to make a bigger vessel is you have to go through a test. And there's nothing you could do. You just have to... That's the rules of life. The, the, the contraction creates an expansion. The problem creates the solution. It's just the way things are. And there's nothing we could do but get tougher. And Hashem says, the fight with the Malik, you have to go halfway. I will do the rest. Remember that. You are only responsible to strengthen yourselves halfway. The rest, it's up to God. It's not even your war. It's Hashem's war. Same thing in Israel. We have to go halfway. Then, it's God's war. It's not us to finish the whole thing. God does the rest. So you have to ask yourself, can I at least strengthen myself 50%? Can I go halfway? If I can do that, God will do the rest for you. But if you're not doing anything, you have anger towards God, and anger towards and upset every single time we have these tests, then, then nothing we could do. So that's a very, very important. You need to transform the sadness to a broken heart. Because the broken heart will give you a new fuel. The ninth one. Our sages tell us that one who sets his eyes on what's not his, loses what he seeks, and what he has, he loses. Jealousy. Don't compare your life to anybody. Compare leads to despair. A person who's jealous loses, loses what he seeks. And what he has, he loses. So jealousy is the worst thing for negative energy. When you're giving somebody a bad eye, you're getting it also, don't worry. 
You're harming also. And it stops you from receiving. Number one, it's a blemish in the Namuna. Because you, were, you don't think God could provide for the world? You think God is limited to so one guy's car? So when you're jealous, you stop Shefa from coming. Completely. You should, you should you see somebody doing well, be happy for them. Bless them. And when you bless them, God blesses you. But jealousy kills the whole system. Kills the whole system. Kills the whole system. And that's an area, that's what the, there's a Gemara that says, one who sets his eyes on what is not his, loses what he seeks. What does he lose? He loses what he wants. And what he has, he will lose it. Haman, perfect example. Gemara tells us 15 examples of people who are jealous. Not only did they not get what they wanted, they lost what they had. They lost what they had. And that's something where today, we should never be jealous of people. We should, be, we should see somebody doing good, bless them, bless them. It's at the end of the day, it's the Creator, give it to them, it's not you. And anyway, what do you, it's, it, it, does, did you pay for it? Did it take it from you? Be happy for people. Number 10 is revenge. Revenge, let me explain to you very simple. There's a reason why God puts difficult people in our lives. Okay? It's not by accident. Okay? Every Ramachman tells you black and white that your whole life is going to be some kind of war. Either you're going to war, if you're single, the war is in your head. If you're married, the war is with your family and other people. Nobody's saved from war because man is a miniature world. Now, you don't have to live there all day long. That's the key. But he's telling us something very important. He said, telling us that difficult people come to your life so you can give them mercy. When you forget, because what happens whenever we sin, we cause a blemish on high. We cause blemishes when we sin. So what happens? God sent somebody to insult you. So when you forgive them, God forgives you. It's called the Torah Devorah. We'll talk a little bit about it tomorrow. So the big picture is, difficult people are actually a favor for you. They're actually a kindness from above. They're kindness from above. I know this is, everybody's going to have amnesia today. That's why I made sure you were breathing before, because then people wouldn't pass out. But believe it or not, I know I sound completely nuts and crazy. Difficult people are a favor from above. Because if it wasn't for difficult, just like if it wasn't for poor people, rich people could never get reward for giving. Correct? So there are people that are very poor emotionally. They're just not there. And you have to give them forgiveness. Forgiveness. What do you think happened when God forgave the Jews? What did He release? The 13 attributes of mercy. Those 13 attributes of mercy after the golden calf. That means He says, I will forgive them and these are my attributes. When you forgive people, you now become a co-creator with God. I'm not telling you this is easy. My past life, I wanted to kill people when they wronged me. But then I started getting to Rabbi Nachman's teachings. And I started saying, wow, I can get forgiven if I forgive others? Is this, what am I, stupid? <laughs> I, I have tons of things I need forgiveness for. 
When you're holding a grudge, they hold a grudge above for you. And also, forgiveness. You're giving yourself energy back. Otherwise, when you not, don't forgive, you're emotionally connected to that person. When we don't forgive somebody, we are emotionally connected to that person, and that person affects every single thing that you do. Every move that you make, how you wake up, how you sleep, your anxiety, your mood. So who's the prisoner, them or you? You. You are the prisoner. Take these things to heart. Energy is, is the light of Ain Sof. All of these things, these 10 factors that you just said, all of these things work one by one. And the more you work on them, how do we work on them? We have to work through them through, through His body do talking to God and asking Him, asking us to remove the character defect. Any of these issues that we have, they just don't go away. AI, take away uh, my, 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 my anger. Uh, Alexa, take away my anger from me. Take away my anger. And the medication, I hate to tell it to you, smoking weed, all that stuff, is just putting a bandage on the bullet wound. It's not solving the problem. Remember guys, we don't need to alter consciousness, we need to expand consciousness. All addictions do, drugs do, is they make you feel better. But you still have to deal with the problem. Either way, I have to deal with the problem. Do you understand? What I need to do is I need to take the problem and, and make it into wisdom. It's a big difference between Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm anxious. I need to smoke some weed. No, 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 no. You need emunah, not marijuana. That's the problem. I always tell people they need CPD. CPD is chokma bin and dat, not CPD oil. <laughs> yes, you do need CPD. I agree. Chokma bin and dat. You put a little oil. You think your mother-in-law is going to disappear uh, one day from your house? You think problematic people are just going to disappear from your house because you, you spoke to... This is the biggest illusion in the world. Why do you think people are stuck? Why do you think they keep on being stuck? It's because that's not the answer. The answer is to elevate things. The answer is to transform things. The answer is to take the problem and make it the solution. That is the answer. Again, all of these things that we spoke about... You have to work on them according to Rabbi Rush. You have to dedicate a specific time for each specific thing. And what's going to happen is the more you, you fix, you set the time for it, the more you bittle yourself to it, you surrender yourself to that issue. And when you surrender yourself to that issue, that issue gets lightened, which means you have more energy. Does that make sense? So people are going to ask you, well, why don't you listen? You have a major problem with expectations. So what are you going to, they're going to tell you? I don't have time to pray for it. So that's like, that's like cutting a tree with a very, very dull saw. You have to sharpen the saw. So take a look at these 10 things. And just, you know, I had to work one time on, on control. One time I had to fix that. Next thing you know, I had to work on expectations. But once I worked on it, it no longer, I was no longer a slave to it. Then I got my energy back. But until then, it was taking my energy. May Hashem bless us all, that we should all get our energy back. And when we get our energy back, our relationships get better. Financially, we get better because we have more energy. We can think better. We, we're better health. 
We're better across the board. Hashem, help us all. Should we have any questions? You want to ask questions or no? Yes, no? Okay. Yes, no? No? Thank you. Have a great day.